Is it time to change our expectations around the young team, Oklahoma City Thunder, led by talented guard Shea Gilgix Alexander? And I'm going to talk about on today's episode why it may be time to start looking at them as getting ready to hit that next echelon of NBA teams. We're going to get into all of that and more right after this. Welcome to the number one place for your daily basketball news and analysis, NBA Central. What's going on, basketball fans? Welcome to another episode of NBA Central, your number one spot for everything basketball related. I'm the host, Sir Hayes, but you guys, more importantly, can follow the channel at NBA Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. Now, with that said, I also have an announcement. So me and the guys have been talking. We're actually going to start next season with EuroLeague being covered on ESPN. We're going to add a weekly show on Sundays that's going to be going over the week's events in EuroLeague. We're going to be looking at some of the players that have the biggest NBA prospect, all of those type of things, best games, all those type of things. So if you're interested in European basketball and diving deeper into it, especially, like I said, with it having a more national coverage here in America with ESPN covering their games, this is going to be the number one place for that as well. But let's go ahead and get into content for today. So I want to talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder. For those that have been watching the show for a while, uh, you may know that I have a high, very, very high opinion when it comes to Shea Gilgis Alexander. Like, he's a player that I look at and I say, and I have said on episodes before, that I do think that he would have been an MVP consideration had the team won more last season. I just look at look at what he what he was able to do, his stats, things like that, and I think that he had that type of season that you can talk about that in. 31 points per game, 4.8 rebounds per game, uh, five assists per game, shooting over 51% from the field. Why hitting those numbers? You cannot overlook the impact that Shea Gilgis Alexander had. And while I understand why he was not in, in any type of MVP conversation, considering how that team had to come on and just make the play-in tournament last season, I do think that time is coming for Shea. And I think with that, and looking at SGA and the rest of that roster, it may be time for us to start looking at the Oklahoma City Thunder differently, right? And so I am a Bulls fan that many of you guys may know, many of you guys may have followed us from over at Chicago Bulls Central, and it makes sense. When you look at the the trajectory of that Bulls team, specifically when they had Derrick Rose, they were a young, scrappy team that made the playoffs a couple of years, didn't, didn't make the playoffs one year, lucked up, got the number one overall selection, and then were able to go to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of years after uh, drafting Derrick Rose, but you had to see that team kind of build up, learn to win again. They had a head coach in Vinny Del Negro who, you know, was not the, the coach to really get them over the hill, but did help kind of guide the development of some of those young players initially, as well as Scott Skiles who came in before, the, who was there before Derrick Rose. But with that said, I look at the, the Oklahoma City Thunder and the, the number of young talents that they have on that team, and I say, this could be a team that just naturally, by the progression of their young players, could be ready to ascend and hit that next level. When you look at SGA, I already gave you the stats on what he was able, how he was able to perform last season. That former uh, number one overall pick in Chet Holmgren, who was not, who did not get to play. I'm sorry, number two overall pick in Chet Holmgren, who did not get to play in this rookie year, who's now going to be coming in a year of NBA conditioning. Yes, rehabbing from an injury, things like that, but. He may be ready to hit the ground running. I still, you know, have my doubts about how Chet's going to be able to defend at the NBA level. But again, this team is a team that has such solid young players all up and down that core. And with Shea Gilgis Alexander having the season that he had last season, there's more than enough room to think and believe that the Oklahoma City Thunder can hit another level next season with what they brought in. When you look at also bringing in Usman Dang uh, as, as their draft pick this year and what he could eventually be for that team, Kaysen Wallace they also brought in. They, they continue adding to an already amazingly talented 
young, and emphasis on young core. Heck, people are still waiting for the Oklahoma City Thunder to make their roster cuts considering they have more guaranteed contracts than roster positions they're going to have once the season starts because teams are going to get a hell of a young, uh, uh, talented uh, player that just was not able to make this Oklahoma City roster with the young talent that they have on it, right? And you look at their projected starting five next year. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, Jalen Williams, Chet Holmgren, with players coming off the bench in Kaysen Wallace, Isaiah Joe, Usman Dang, uh, Jalen uh, Williams, and the acquisition they just made from the EuroLeague in Vasile Mishik, who may be the guy who brings this whole thing together as far as on the bench and is really able to lead that second unit and maybe even take some of the ball handling uh, responsibilities away from SGA, which could make him even more of a dangerous scorer at times when he's out there. They went out and got their Kirk Heinrich for my Bulls fans in comparison. I'm not saying that Vasile Michik is a Kirk Heinrich clone or anything like that. Just making a comparison because I am a Bulls fan. Now, and what Kirk Heinrich meant for Derrick Rose in those early times, I guess I meant that as well. So when you look at this Oklahoma City Thunder team and then you look at the dynamic of the West last season, right? And, and the way that some of these teams in the Western Conference have gotten worse, right? Look at the Denver Nuggets. While still a very talented team, they lost a lot of pieces. The Memphis Grizzlies are going to be without John Morant to start that season. Yes, they went out and got Marcus Smart, and I still love their roster. But again, another team, when you look at uh, the Sacramento Kings, uh, the Kings stayed pretty much the same. couple of acquisitions there. The Phoenix Suns, that's the biggest wild card because we don't know what the Phoenix Suns are going to be. The Clippers, the Warriors, the Lakers. Uh, the Timberwolves, the Oklahoma City Thunder, right? But maybe the Pelicans, too, if Zion can ever stay healthy. Dallas Mavericks trying to improve as well, get back into that area. The Utah Jazz, clearly, we'll see what happens with them. But overall, what I'm saying is that it may be time that with the youth of the Oklahoma City Thunder and how well coached they are, coached they are right? I love what the Oklahoma City Thunder's coach in Dang Note, I think it is how you pronounce his name, just how well he adjusts to everything on the offensive side, on the defensive side. He's just a smart head coach, and I love to see coaches that really come up through the system of that team, being their G League coach for, I think, three or four years before eventually moving up to take over to be their head coach. Like, everything about this team, they have built basically internally. Yes, they traded for SGA because of the circumstances. They got a lot of draft picks, but they are developing a core down there that I think is going to be ready to make some noise in 2023-24, especially if Shea Gilgis-Alexander can repeat his performance from last season and you get a Chet Holmgren who's, who is, is ready and maybe after having a year of working out with, with NBA coaches and training staff and dietitians and things like that, he's able to come in and perform. I'm not by any stretch of the imagination saying that the Oklahoma City Thunder are all of a sudden going to be this final uh, competitor as soon as next year. But I am saying that this is a team that is going to go from a scrappy young team that some teams overlooked and some teams got completely caught off guard with, or they just outworked some teams by the youth and their, and their athleticism, things like that. You look at this team, They over the last three years, they had 22 wins in 2020 and then 24 wins in 2021 and then almost doubled their win total with uh and, and the next season at 2022 23 just last season we're going 40 and 42 this team is a team that's ready to get to the next level and by that next level i mean they they may upset somebody in the playoffs i don't expect them to go to the western conference finals they may not be able to get to the to the second round i think that they can have the talent to do it we got to see how it comes together on the court but i think the OKC Thunder is the next maybe dynasty in the making. And by that, I mean, with the new CBA, it's going to be very hard to build dynasties now, right? At least if you don't do it through drafting and organically. 
considering the draft picks that the Oklahoma City Thunder still have coming in to already talented young core, if they develop these young players well and draft smartly, which it seems like they have done and will continue to do over the next handful of years, we could be talking about a team that has players 1 through 12, at least, maybe even all 1 through 15, that were either drafted or really got their first break here in the Oklahoma City Thunder uniform. And because of that, it's the the youth, even if they do have to let a couple of players walk because of the, the CBA and not be able to retain some talent, they have so much talent coming in still over the next couple of years and talent that they have now that's still young, not even getting to that second NBA contract yet where you got to worry about super maxes or anything like that. I think this OKC Thunder team may be the closest thing that we could get to a dynasty. Now, again, it has to. we have to see the talent develop for sure. I'm not ready to say that yet. That's why I say they may be. But that Oklahoma City Thunder team, I think even dynasty or not, we'll talk about that. That, that story won't be told for three, four, five more years from now, maybe even six. But I do think that this is a team that next season is going to get take it to another level. And I think it may upset a lot of, a lot of teams who went out, spent a lot of money, made big trades because of the young OKC Thunder are coming for you. Let me know what you guys think of all that down below. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you're following the show at NBA Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, NBA Central Show at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, you can do so at 773-270-2296. We are the number one spot for everything basketball-related, even European basketball coming up. And I'll see you guys the next time. I feel like making a video probably tomorrow. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break. <laughs>